We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back once again to Coordinations of Bangarangs and Daggers. I am your host, Patrick Gerhardt, and with me on this wonderful podcast eve is Nate McHugh. Nate, how's your summer going? It's a little warm out. I don't know if you knew that. It's um, it's warming up, and or it's it's plenty warm. Hopefully, it rains tonight. But Looks it was like a long July Fourth weekend. At least where I'm at, I'm about two hours west of you, and western part of the state looks looks dark and and kind of kind of scary. So, but we could use some rain. Oh, you guys have a storm going over you right now? I think so. At least when I last looked, it's um, it's dark. It should be sunny right now. It's but um, this is we're, we're recording this on a Monday night, and uh, yeah, no, we hopefully get some thunderstorms later tonight, but not too much wind. We don't need wind. The root system is uh, the roots of the corn stocks are not quite yet established, so we could have some major major losses if anything bad comes through right now. Oh, geez. Yeah, I mean, you think we we would had we would have had enough rain by now, but um. You know, I, I was saying when we were getting all that rain that at some point in July, we're all going to wish we had the rain. I don't know if we're not to that point yet, but... No, we're not bad. Uh-huh. It's not bad. It's just kind of one of those... It's been about a week since we've had rain or a few days, at least like five or six days. And we're kind of at a point where we could just, just use another drink. Uh, a lot of guys I know have put, uh, you know, chemicals on their... I shouldn't say chemicals, fertilizer, whatever you want on on a lot of their crops. But they could use a good rain on top of it to help help soak it in well good did you do anything patrick did you, did you do anything for the fourth i went out and hung out around lewis and clark lake on the nebraska south dakota border with family and uh you know just did the basic fourth of july stuff grilled out played outside that's pretty much it you basically chased a toddler around that's pretty much my fourth of july how about you oh uh, well um here in murdoch we actually Fourth of July is kind of a big deal. Uh, the parade, uh, usually we have cars coming in from Lincoln and Omaha and the surrounding communities parked all throughout Murdoch. And I think we had more people here than probably we have ever had. I have no idea why, but uh, <laughs> beginning, in the beginning or the, in the morning, we had a four-person tractor pull. I kind of wrote about it a little bit. Uh Somehow, a family from uh, New Zealand happened to be in town, and they participated in the four-person pack, uh, tractor pull. You know, it's a husband, wife, and two young kids, and and we kind of get helped them get off the line, but they did a pretty good job. And then, normally, we would hang around Murdoch, but it's a long day, and they they have stuff going on all day long. And so, we actually went to some friend's house in Valley. Uh, then um, just for the afternoon, then we came back, and there's a uh, fireworks show put on by uh, some of the people who live here, and they just live off of donations. Um, they live off donations, huh? So yeah, one time off of a the year fireworks. they do fireworks, and then they just live off donations. No, they all the donations from <laughs> local businesses, you know. That no, they and they put on 
a heck of a show. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. We had a couple of years ago, it was over an hour of just nonstop fireworks. And so, so that, the it probably gets a little long by that basically point. supports the fire, the, the fireworks each year. Yeah. Yeah. All those donations. And, and then this past year, they, they, uh, spout off a couple of the bigger ones, uh, the bigger businesses that made the bigger donations. And so it's, I guess it's a form of advertising. So that's good. But, it's kind of cool. You got people from all over that come down to Murdoch because we're right in the middle between Lincoln and Omaha, and um, we have a pretty good time. Nice. And how long has that been going on? Uh, the fireworks thing? Yeah. Oh, oh uh, actually, I can tell you. Um, the first year they kind of did it was in 2011 because that's when we had we got our dog, and we, she was just a puppy, and she was laying on my lap during the, sh- the fireworks show. And it was, I mean, it was really, really loud. And uh, my mom asked if the dog was deaf. And so <laughs> I always That's remember that, that. No, she slept the whole time. Oh, and wow. to this day, fireworks don't bother her. What kind of dog? Say a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, um, that's a hardy dog. Yeah. That, 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 most that's people don't dog. know what that's that is. That's a dog is. that can last. I mean, that, that, that's a hardy dog. Yeah, they uh, a lot in the western states, deserts and what the desert states and whatnot. You see a lot of them because uh, I mean, I think certain breeds of the Rhodesian or certain I don't know how to describe it. They they can kind of handle their own against like rattlesnakes and stuff, right? Well, the the long story or the, what they say is they're bred to hunt lions in Africa. There you go, and. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. You know so I've read some people say that it's not completely true. Uh, whatever it is, I just know that um, when I was actually watching Dogs 101 on Animal Planet and they came up, they said they deal really well with cold, extreme cold and extreme heat. And that sounds like Nebraska to me. Yeah. So we should probably have more Rhodesian Ridgebacks out here. Uh, if, you know, people, you know, they're a great dog. They're They're protective. They're... They're good family dogs. They're good dogs, family dogs. They? What? They're good family dogs, aren't they? Oh, yeah, very much so. There was a uh, – uh, earlier this last summer, we had a bunch of kids playing in our yard, and my dog was just sitting on the porch, and her head popped up and looked over, and a dog had ventured into our yard, and she jumped and sprinted to get right between the kids and the dog, and that the other dog turned around and walked away. And, like – so, and I'm like, that's what I wanted out of a dog. Everyone so, should have a dog like that. Yeah. I just don't want to have a dog that I could punt off of a bridge, you know, from <laughs> a lap dog. No. Oh yeah. You know, I'm t- you know, Anchorman, you know, when you, you punt in, <laughs> do you remember, did you ever watch Anchorman? Yeah. 15 oh. years ago when it came out, I haven't seen it since. <laughs> no, it's just a scene where, <laughs> whatever the name of the dog is. Now he punted him. <laughs> so I always say, I just don't want to have a dog that I could punt. And so I, I'd rather have a cat, but that's just everyone. Are you a cat person or more of a dog person? Oh, definitely more of a dog person because the cat I had growing up, I actually told the story this last weekend. She I was in my parents' room on the bed. The cat walks up on the floor and I just look at it and I look back at the TV and it literally jumps on the bed, bites me and scratches me. Like it attacked me for no reason. And so I, you know, I would have no problem getting another cat, but, or a cat, but, uh, no, I'm definitely a dog guy. 
Yeah, I'm not. I assume you have many dogs. I, I have two dogs. I grew up with dogs, hunting dogs, and now I have two pugs. Um, and one of them is about. Those are punnable dogs. I they think, are. Right? Well, one, one of them's a good size pug. He's about 40 some pounds. And, Ooh, okay. and he's not, he's not exactly fat either. Uh, he just got a haircut a today too, but he's, he's definitely not punnable. That's for sure. <laughs> and the other one is God, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, partially blind, partially uh, deaf. Yeah. Her name's Frankie barks randomly. <laughs> Back legs don't exactly work too much. Oh, poor, poor dog. Yeah, you, you'd feel bad for punting her. So, but that's what we have right now. And I think down the road at some point, when our kids get older, we'll get some. We'll always have pugs because my wife loves pugs, and I can't take that away. And I like them too. But uh, at some point, I'm sure we'll get a get about bigger, bigger dogs that you know when the kids get older and they can help take care of them. Because right now, our our kids cannot take care of anything, let alone themselves. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm more of a dog person. Never pick on cats. Never, I mean, I'm not anti-cat, but they just never really appeal to me. You know, the, the, the benefit of the cat is you can leave for the weekend, and you can put enough food there and water and you know, make sure the litter box is clean and all that. And you can leave for the weekend. You can't do that with a dog. You know, it's, and that's the, one of the downfalls of having a dog is, you know, you might have to have a friend come over, let the dog out, hang out with the dog, you know. You don't have to do that with cats. You know, cats probably don't want your help. And all no, that, you no. Know, they, you'll leave. Yeah. You'll come back. They'll be like, "What happened?" They won't care. Yeah. Oh, you were gone. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, they, they they don't care. You know, and then that, that's part of the. You know, maybe that's one of the benefits. But there are great cats that want to alienate our audience and say, you know, because I know I have some friends that just love their cats and they're, they're awesome cats. But, you know, I just said when I grew up, I didn't have a very good cat. So yeah, I can see where that could kind of scar you. Yeah. That I I can still picture it. I can still look at my arm with the blood coming out. I mean, like what happened here? (laughs) I was literally watching TV and I get attacked by my cat. Like the cat walks in the room, jumps on the bed and attacks me. I was even looking at her, paying attention to him. Like, what is going on? What was her name? Sadie. Sadie. There's an alkaline yeah. trio song named Sadie. Probably was about that cat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we are in the middle of summer. It, it's almost middle of July. There's not a whole lot going on outside of, you know, all-star. We're right about the all-star break, aren't we? For baseball. Yep. I think, uh, right now, I, home I think, run derby, I think might be tonight. Right? It was today or, already. I think it was earlier okay. tonight. I think but, I didn't see who won it or anything, but I knew. But there are, won. but there are two former Nebraska basketball players playing in the NBA summer league. Yeah, the the D league. Oh yes, no, it's the summer league. Oh, it's, it is a summer league. You're right. I'm 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 thinking yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, um, and they both did fairly well. James Palmer Jr. and I and uh, Roby. They both. You know, did, you know. Sorry, go you, for you it. You know who we have to thank for that, right? Fred Hoiberg. He did it all. He got you know. He's the reason why we have two uh, um, current Nebraska ba- or former Nebraska ball, Nebraska basketball players playing in the NBA Summer League. I don't think I think he's the only one, the only one to think, you know, to thank for that. Um, yeah, because if it wasn't for him coming this year, uh, James Palmer Jr. would have 
you know, if, the, if he would have came earlier, he would have had another year here. But he luckily Hoiberg got here right when Palmer graduated and became ineligible. So you know, he he gets he gets uh, he gets credit there. Yes, and he and let's just be honest, he he probably just straight up chased off Isaiah Roby, right? Yeah, so it's all it's all <laughs> thanks to Hoiberg. Yeah, this is miles. Not, don't this is, 10 this miles is, this anything, is seven but... years of miles. Um, <laughs> no, they they did well. James uh, James Palmer Jr. had uh, he's NBA summer league with the Phoenix Suns. He scored twenty three points in a win over the Knicks. He was eight of eighteen from the floor, shot forty four percent. And he had a good night. He had a really good night. And uh, Isaiah Roby played for the Dallas Mavericks. He had twenty four. Let's see. Yeah, 24 points. No, 14, right? I think in the first Oh, sorry. I was reading the first two. I'm I'm I am out of it, man. I am out of it. That was for the that was for the entire weekend. He had 14 points. He had 7 rebounds, shot over 50% from the floor. Uh he also injured his fingers, but we're not quite sure what happened yet. Uh he went out of the game, came back in, but still did perfectly fine. Played 53 minutes total this weekend. Uh yeah no they both they both had good good games very good games in fact you saw a little bit of Palmer didn't you yeah I actually I didn't even know it I turned on uh, the NBA Summer League uh, last night and this guy with this awkward jump shot wearing the number sixty hits a three awkward jump shot I, that's not Palmer what awkward jump shot that's not oh Palmer. I know right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's the thing. He, he must have shot a whole bunch. He must have spent a lot of time in the gym to be able to make, you know, the percentage that he does with that awkward jump shot. He makes it, it work. even more awkward because, you know, numbers are important. You know, if you're wearing the number 60, there's probably there's probably isn't much on the basketball floor you can do that does not look awkward. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he, he needs like a number in the 20s, you know, 40s. Maybe that's still kind of, you know. But uh, no, I, I I didn't know it was him, and then I I think I then I pulled up Twitter like a minute or two later, and so on. Already had a clip on there. I think the Phoenix Suns tweeted that out, and uh, and uh, I was like, oh, that's James Palmer Jr. You know, I uh, so that, that's cool. Uh, um, I will admit, uh, in the past, when people have asked me, I said I think that Isaiah Roby is going to have a much, much more, a much better NBA career than James Palmer Jr. And uh, I'm just watching him last night. He, he's not playing against scrubs. You know, a couple of the Knicks players were actual, actual rotation, rotation players last that's, year. That's not saying months considering they were the Knicks. No, but, no. They, but yeah, nonetheless. They're good. But they're still NBA players. Yeah, and, they still saw the court. And the thing that... You know, James uh, JPJ, you know, he's not the most athletic guy. He's just like just athletic enough, but he can score. And you saw that last night. I, and unfortunately, I think part of that is, you know, there's not a lot of I doubt there's a lot of advanced scouting for these NBA summer league games. I, I assume there's some they, they might send him out and say, oh, by the way, this number 60, he's drive first, which I think he is a drive first player. And so that's why they went under a whole bunch of screens. And it, uh, I think it was Jacob Padilla's article today in Hale Varsity had all the clips of his three-pointers he hit. And every and in every one, the defender went under the screen. And that's what they kept on doing. And so you wonder if they just were trying to protect the drive or 
I'm not sure. Yeah, at watch some point, the I think Big Ten film and realize that's the way you shut him down. <laughs> yeah, I yeah yeah, or yeah, I know. And but he hits him, and so maybe the next he's time he's learned to hit him. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's, I hope you know. I hope we'll see where it goes from here. But um, because now he's you know, but he was four for seven from the three point line, and now the next game he plays, I assume they're probably going to go over the top of the screen, and so you'll see what he does then. Um, which you know might be different for him because you know, uh, you know NBA NBA teams are going to be able to play a lot more complex defenses. You know, as far as how they you know defend the the um. The, the ball screens, you know, however they want to, you know, trap or kind of soft help or hard help. So I'm interested to see. I want him to do really well because I think he could score. Um, I don't know if his jump shots can be consistent enough, but if he can hit those shots, then he's gonna he's probably gonna find a spot in an NBA team. If he can and, update uh, his, if he can upgrade his defense too. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I, you know, who knows how much defense is being played in these, and maybe that's why he's looking good, but. I mean, that Twitter account, I mean, they're all over him. And, you know, the Phoenix Suns is actually probably one of the worst, you know, run franchises in the NBA right now. So maybe he can. Right up next to the Knicks. Yeah, maybe he could go <laughs> or, or help you go play to Dallas, you know, and then him and Roby could hang out. But Together again. So I have a question for you, Patrick. So if you were to bet right now, you had $100, who do you think is kind of the better NBA career, Palmer or Isaiah Roby? I say as long as he stays healthy, Roby. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just me. I, I I really do think Roby will have a better shot. I question Palmer's drive a lot, and I question in well another thing like you said he's he's not the most athletic. He he pushes it, and he makes things happen at times, and he he's got some attributes I think you know that other players don't have, but as, as a complete complete player like they're going to need in the NBA, I don't think he's it, and I think he's going to struggle with that for 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 you know for foreseeable future until he can get over that hump, and I think a lot of it's mental. Uh, Roby, on the other hand, I think he's got the drive, and I think he's got the skill set in the right system to flourish, and Dallas very well could be that, that system. Um, Dallas is not one of those teams. They're not going to throw somebody out there just to throw them out there because they need a warm body on the court. Uh, they they like to play players who, who are ready to play, and I think once once Roby's ready, then they'll push him up. He won't get thrown out there early, but that's just me. Well, I... Uh, How about I, like, you? Which I, one I, do you think? Oh, I think... You know, after watching last night, you know, with Skip Bayless, I'm not a Skip Bayless guy, but he'd always say with a prisoner of the moment or something. But just watching him play against these other NBA players, he looks like he belongs. And if he can get buckets, he can get buckets. He's and got the size. He's got yes, the yeah, NBA he, he size. Did, he, There's he no question about though. that. Like Roby, Roby could use some weight to put on. Yes, and I think we yes. need more than size. And he needs to be more aggressive. Um, cause that's the thing in the NBA, if you go under, if you're a decent shooter and they go under on the ball screen, you got to shoot it. And, you know, um, and that's what Palmer did last night. And he's going to say, Hey, no, cause he has to do that in order to, he needs to get a contract and it's a big night for him. And I'm glad, um, cause he's a great player for us. And, uh, even though he was the more, he had more college accolades, I always thought Isaiah Roby is going to be the better NBA player. And, I still think that, uh, but it'd be pretty cool if they both ended up, you know, getting on rosters and having a long NBA career. 
uh, yeah, you never really know. No, that'd be huge if they could both if they could both develop to the point to where they would have long NBA careers. That would do a lot, a lot for uh, for not just themselves but for the Nebraska program, showing that Nebraska can pump out NBA players. You know, once every twenty years. Oh, that's such an embarrassing stat. <laughs> We're it not really the only is. Ones. We're not the only ones. <laughs> but it's like, oh, uh, Weber State has probably pumped out more, you know, NBA players in the past fifteen, twenty years than Nebraska. I mean, yeah. let's just say the past ten years. I bet they've pumped out two or three. You know, they or, probably have. No, I was, I was when I was kind of trying to think about tonight. Uh, it reminded me because I was thinking about the scouting because I thought, oh, they probably didn't scout him, and that has something to do with why he played so well. But you could say the same thing about all the other players playing there then, and he still played well, you know, better than, you know, he, he outplayed uh, R.J. Barrett, who's number uh, three pick in the NBA draft. R.J. Barrett looks lost, anyways. But you know, it's talking about scouting, and it reminded me of an article from the Athletic uh, that I read a while back about just these advanced scouts. And they go from, uh, you know, from the, up to up to about 150 games. They go to every year or every season road games, and they just sit as close as they can to the coaches, and they just stare at the coaches, and then they go watch play, you know. And uh, so one of the best things I got out of that was Steve Kerr, knowing that, uh, you know. Everyone's watching his every move, his hands, you know, does he rub the – it's almost like a, a catcher in baseball or, you know, does he rub his tie and all that. I guess he has a play call from uh, – that he's brought from uh, Phil Jackson. And when something he thinks maybe didn't go right or he'll just make it up, the play call is actually what the F. And uh, he, like, throws his arms up in the air and goes, what the – you know. And that's a play call. And uh, I thought that's just, that's just great. You know, so who knows what else they're doing out there at what, what's a play call just to try to disguise it from the other advanced scouts. But um, I just thought it's reminded me of that. And I thought some people would find that interesting. Just to mess but, with their heads. Yes. And, uh, and it's funny that they, they know, everyone knows that the, the, those are the scouts and they sit there with their computers. And uh, so that's, yeah, I thought that's great. That's just great. You should do that next year. I would love to be an advanced scout for one year, maybe, because you're not going to see your family. And, and actually, maybe when my kids were older and maybe in college or something, because, I mean, that's a lot of games, a lot of hotel rooms, but people love it. I don't know. It's You're alone all the time. You're going to gyms. Or, you know, basketball, you know, gyms where people don't want you there, you know, but that's for some people. You stay there close to the court and you keep an eye on them. I know, but it's like you can't even enjoy the game because it's almost kind of creepy. What? It's almost kind of creepy. They say that you're like stalking the coaches. So versus stalking players. Yeah, that's creepy, too. Which starts in like junior high now. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a whole other subject. Yeah. Recruiting's weird. Very weird. Recruiting's but weird. You have to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, no Tim Miles got to do rogue. it. What? You have no choice but to do it. Oh, I know. 
Tim Miles got Roby when he's 15. I think that's pretty young. I think that you yeah, know? that that's heck of hell hell young. There goes there goes our clean label. No, I no, you're right. right. You're right. It's it, it's it's really young. It's way too young. These guys have barely developed, and when they develop early, they don't always you know keep developing. Oh yeah, they stop growing. Yeah. I mean, when all of a sudden these big guys are everyone's catching up to them, and they're not as skilled, and they, they've not, they have not had to work hard because they're so much bigger than everybody else, and then everyone catches up, and yeah. all of a sudden. You know, Duke's no longer interested in you, and you're, you know, you're playing in your murals at University of Nebraska. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. That's about all I got on the summer league, but, you know, unless you got other thoughts. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, they both, they both, like I said before, they both had really good games. They both offensively had very nice stats. I don't. I'm with you. I don't think summer league is where you're going to see a whole lot of defense and a lot of these guys pushing and you know proving themselves on defense. Considering well, the NBA does not do a very good job with that in the first place. Oh, so, buddy, we should have a. We oh no, we should have a debate about that sometime. Happily, I have one one name, Adam Morrison. That's all I'm going to say. We can keep on going, but sorry, just, sorry just to one. You don't you don't have like half a team. No, 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 no. The, my example that I use in this debate is Adam Morrison as far as whether the NBA plays defense during the regular season. Um, anyways, sorry. sorry. All right, we'll uh, come back to another time. <laughs> so in this episode, we are going to do, just like we did last week with our top five people we'd like to have dinner with, this week we're going to do a top five, and it's top five presidents. So everybody out there, think of all your favorite presidents. Who who would you pick as your top five in the United States? We're not, we're not we're not talking president of Germany, Chancellor, whatever, or Japan, China, Great Britain, Canada, Prime Minister, whatever. We're talking the United States here, so we all should know these pretty well, and we want to hear we want to hear what your top five favorite presidents are. So please come put them in the comments at Coronation. Tweet us, tweet them at us at Bangs and Dags on Twitter, and um, yeah, Nate. Give us your first one. Okay, so and I want everyone to know, and I'm not sure about what you're um, – I'm staying away from the pol- the political reasons why. So um, a couple of these guys, that I, have no, I actually have no clue about their politics. but They could be straight-up uh, racist. Yeah, you know, they, they really could. <laughs> uh, I, I hope not. Um, okay, we'll see. Well, By today's standards, it's going to be tough after a certain. I was going to say Thomas certain. Jefferson had slaves, right? So there you go. But yeah, uh, and things got weird. Um, also, just based off of one thing, the Louisiana Purchase. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they 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 uh, you know according to Wikipedia today at least is fifteen million dollars. And oh crap! I should have wrote it down. I. You know, we all understand how big, how much land there was. It's like two thirds of the United States. What? It's like two thirds of the United States or something before Alaska. Oh yeah, of course. I'm not the 48. Two thirds of the, of the uh, continuous 48 states. Oh, here we go. Because I, I did the calculation on my computer or my uh, calculator here. Uh, 530 million acres, I believe that's what it was. Anyways, that comes out to 35 dollars and 33 cents an acre. That's a pretty good deal. I it's mean, cheap. Yeah, that's I mean that's cheaper a, than dry land, man. Yeah, that's so. I mean, 
you know, just for that reason, I mean, he's got to be on my list, top five, you know. Don't worry about any of the other things he's ever done. No, it's the Louisiana purchase for me. What do you think? What, what's your next or what's your first? He's a good one. Uh, mine aren't in any order, but. Mine aren't in any order either. So my first is Abraham Lincoln. Mainly because my middle name is Lincoln. Perfect. And I'm a fifth generation of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd go into more so detail start, from know? way back in the day, but that'd be getting political, and we don't want to do that because we've got some snowflakes out there who don't like to mix politics with sports. So we, we won't touch on that. But yeah, no, Abraham Lincoln's my number one, uh, my first one. Uh, he, he definitely uh, saw the country through some pretty turbulent times, helped bring it together, uh, rightfully so. You know, it uh, it was it was a tough time back in the in, in the 1850s and 1860s, and he, you know, he did what he could. It, it, he he was probably pushed through the ringer uh, more so than probably most presidents. And from everything I read, from what I understand, he probably took it a little bit harder than a lot of them would. He genuinely cared about this country, and uh, he really really put a lot of time and effort into what he thought was right. Yeah, yeah, Abraham one, Lincoln. Yeah, I think one of the cool things about him that maybe not a lot of people know is that he lost a bunch of elections leading up to that. Oh, I want to say it was like five elections, not for president, but you know, for you know, town bookkeeper. No, no, not that, but you know, maybe state senator. Weed you know, so he and he wasn't successful his entire life. So uh, some people show that or use that as an example of. Uh, I guess his persistence. Yeah, I guess you can you make say. anything happen. <laughs> so make anything happen? No, he was good. Yes, he was good. So who's your next one? Okay. Um. Well, since I just said persistence, Calvin Coolidge. Ooh, um, I liked him too. Yeah, he. Uh, Highly underrated. Yep. Known as Silent Cal, I guess. Um, I learned today he was born. He was the only. He is the only president who was ever born on Independence Day. And, uh, but the reason why I pick him since we're not doing politics is, uh, when I went to Creighton, I was at Creighton law and we go work out or not we, but whenever we, I would go work out at the main rec area, walking out of the locker room, there's a long quote from Calvin Coolidge on persistence. And, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but pretty much it's saying that persistence is more important than genius or talent or anything and that persistence wins the day in the end so that's why you know that's what made me look him up and why i know more about it now than i used to is just that quote i saw every time so that's why i went to calvin coolidge nice no calvin coolidge was a good one i i i think he's highly overrated and maybe that's for another podcast maybe we should do a separate podcast where we describe these a little you mean more underrated detail. underrated i apologize yeah. It's late. Highly overrated. He's highly overrated. Like no one knows about there's him. Some, there's some presidents we can talk about who are highly overrated. But, uh, no, he, he was highly underrated, if you ask me. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was president during the 1920s, leading right up to the Great Depression, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yep. And I, I think I know what you're saying. but Yeah. yeah. He and, and I think that kind of overshadowed a lot of good things that he did or that could have been done if some things outside of his control didn't happen. So, anyway, I should probably give you my second, huh? Yeah. We're going to go Teddy Roosevelt. Pretty popular one. 
And I basically picked him because he, out of all the presidents, seemed he seemed to really enjoy life. He loved being outdoors. I love being outdoors. He loved going, you know, to the parks. He, he helped create our national park system, which I won't get too much into because that could get a little political. But he did a very, very good job when it came to conservation and ecology and the future of the United States in terms of its outdoor areas. Um, he really, he seemed to enjoy sports. Uh, a lot of what he did for football is why we still have the sport back when it was basically, you know, Ivy League kids beating the crap out of each other to where, you know, they died. Multiple deaths happened on the football field, on the gridiron back uh, before he kind of uh, helped shape the sport, which we now know today. He, uh, you know, he, he, he did everything. He really did everything. And that's kind of, that's why I picked him as one of my top five. Yeah, uh, he's actually on my list, too. And this is only one reason. Uh, I did a report on him, and I don't remember what grade, but I, I might have been the last time I used an encyclopedia for a report, and that's why I picked him. That's nice. it. I've actually got a cutout of him sitting behind me right now. Are you at home or are you at work? I'm at home in my basement. It's right oh, next okay. to where my guitar amps are. I've got one standing right behind it. When I worked for a think tank back in the day, briefly, I picked it up from my office and uh, took it with me after I left. And, yeah, no, it still sits right back there, right behind me, constantly looking at me, telling me when I'm doing the wrong chords. <laughs> he is a big rock music fan, I assume. So. I, I would only guess. I would only guess. So. so that was your third one, right? Yes. All right, my third my third is another kind of simple one. It is George Washington. And I picked him not just because he was a father of our, you know, quote unquote father of our country, but he, I picked him because of kind of how he treated his, his role as president of the United States. He was very cautious. He did not want to overstep his bounds and he did not want to abuse the power that he had. And I think he kept that all the way through his tenure as president and I think a lot of presidents over the past next 200-some years uh, probably should have paid more attention to that part of the, of the office. Yeah, that's why I picked George. Very good. Um, oh, I guess the only thing I have a thought about George Washington is my aunt and uncle, they live in Virginia, and they actually live on what used to be his land. And they... Uh, you know, they drive by it every day going to work. And I'm pretty sure he used to go into Washington every day. That's a long trip, I assume, back then by now it's horse. Easy. What? Now it's not a hard trip at all. No, I know. But I, I remember, like, man, how long would that take? Every day. So. um, So, number – okay, so my fourth <laughs> – I'm looking forward to my fifth, so I have a bad joke. Um, anyway, so number four, William Howard Taft. No reason is because he's the only person who's ever been both president and chief justice of the Supreme Court. And uh, I think that's that's quite an accomplishment. One of the things I learned when I was in D.C. is that everyone pictures the Supreme Court where it is now, and it's that bit, you know, that large building. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that it used to be under the Senate or the center of the House, I remember. But like in this dark room, you know, they have you know the candles and all that. 
it's like, hey, you know, back then, they're like, hey, let's push the Supreme Court over here in the corner. You know, and at some point they, they made their way out. But I thought, you know, that's why I picked him. You know what my fourth one is? Also Taft. Wow. Cause he, I mean, there, you Do you know ahead. why? Because of a bath? Yep, because he got there stuck go. in a bathtub. <laughs> he was quite a large fellow. And while he was president, he got stuck in the bathtub. To me, that's just a great story. <laughs> just hey, what, dude? How, how was your term as president? Great. They had to bring in four horses to pull me out of a bathtub. Oh man, I, I just mm. all of a sudden you, you, be... you just pull them out and you just hear this loud suction. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that... <laughs> oh man. And you, think, hey, that's some, and, you, and you think the scandals nowadays are are, are, are are absurd. I just think if they had to pull Trump out of a, a, a bathtub or you know, Obama back then. Oh, my God. That, no, Obama, Obama would Obama, never got stuck in a bathtub. But. <laughs> He's Pull him out of the drain? <laughs> yeah, like his hand got stuck in the drain or something. You know. I guess the closest thing might be uh, George W. Bush, but kind of choking on the, the peanuts or whatever or. Did he choke? I think he did. I think he choked on or a, a pretzel. Oh, a pretzel, yeah. So that might. Or his be the dad. His thing. his dad got sick in Jap in Japan, didn't he? Threw yeah, up I don't at, know. Threw up at a state dinner. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Bill Clinton had that cigar. Anyway, um, no, that's <laughs> that, that's a good one. What's your fifth one? Okay. <laughs> Herbert Hoover. Okay. So the, the vacuum why, guy. What? The vacuum guy? Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, because he must because he must have made some. I great really vacuums. threw you. I apologize. No, 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 no. I'm just trying not to laugh while I'm talking. And so he obviously made some great vacuums. You know why? Probably because he sucked. What? He he wasn't the best. No, I don't, I'm. I just he could have been great. I have no freaking clue. He was but I decided. I just wanted to use that joke because he sucked. You know, it's kind of like the Nebraska joke. But Why is it so windy in Nebraska? Because uh, Iowa blows, you know. And Colorado sucks. Joke. Yeah, Colorado sucks and Iowa blows. There you, you know. go. There's a t-shirt out there with that on there somewhere. Probably a triple so, B printing. Lincoln, oh, Nebraska's you know, own. I'm surprised that's not a yeah a triple B print shirt. They've got so many. Have you ever gone through theirs? I, I was at a, a farmer's market in Lincoln about a month ago, and I walked through there, yeah. He, yeah. he has more on his website than he did oh, there, fine. which makes sense. You could spend like a good hour or two just going through all the all the T-shirts. He just Anything that comes in his mind, he just makes. He made a Newman Grove one. I know. I think that's your fault, right? Yeah, it's totally my fault. Totally my fault. And afterwards, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to buy him now. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to spend the money now. That's for sure. If you want a Newman Grove shirt, go to Triple B Printing. It's 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 good. It's uh it's it's Seinfeld esque, and you can use your imagination. So, so Hoover's your last one, huh? Yeah. All right, my fifth one, my final one, is Van Buren, because okay. nobody remembers that he was president outside of his name being Van Buren. I think there's I think there's a string of like four or five presidents that if you ask Americans today and they're all in a row, you know, to name all the presidents that none of them would get picked. 
No, um, yeah, and, and they were all roughly like 1830s, 40s through probably up to the Civil War. Yes. Yep. You know, I mean, you had, you had Pearson there. You, you had a couple of minor, you know, uh, more popular ones. But, you know, th- there was, yeah, Van Buren, old crazy dude, had a, had an awesome hairdo. Um, yeah, he was 1837 to 41. He was president. Uh, he was a Whig Party member, which is a precursor to the Republican Party. Nothing that matters right now. But, uh, yeah, New York guy, Dutch. Nobody remembers so, so, who he was. So what was your five then? My Say it again. five. Okay, yeah. My five was were Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, uh, Martin Van Buren, and <laughs> oh, I erased it. Howard Taft. Taft. Yep, there we go. Oh, and Theo Rose and Yeah. And Lincoln, Teddy. Roosevelt, Washington, Taft, and Van Buren. And who were yours? Uh Calvin Coolidge, Thomas Jefferson. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Howard Taft, and Herbert Hoover because he sucks. That's why he is so good at the vacuums. <laughs> I told my wife I was going to have a terrible joke, and uh, we'll see what she thinks when she listens. You made her proud, I think. I, I yeah. would be disappointed if she was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's it, our top five. So, folks, at home, who are your top five presidents? If you noticed, we had a little fun with ours. Were these people that if we were, you know, stripe, you know, put down public square, you know, top five presidents, your legacy is based upon them. I don't think many of these would be on there. Some of them <laughs> might be, but, you know, just for the heck of it, presidents that you like for no reason other than you like them, let us know at coordination and on our Twitter at Bangs and Dangs. Uh, you can tweet them straight at us at Patrick Gerhardt. And what was your, what's your Twitter account? Uh, and. McHugh eighty five. There you go. Just search for Nate McHugh. Yeah, I, I need to get a different handle, but you can do that now. Remember back in the day where you couldn't change it? I probably should. Oh, just, I don't like change as far as that stuff goes because then I have to type in a different username right every time. Probably. Know, Either way, I sound like an old guy, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, considering how coronation's been lately, you're you, you're par for the course. This is true. Look crank, forward to the stuff coming out there. in the future. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, oh, man, you know? that's all I've got. <laughs> Ooh, it's been a fun one. Hey, actually, another, another thing we should ask them. If they have other top five lists, you know, we, we have we have ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, but if anyone's got some pretty creative, I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, let us you know, know top five. We, we've talked about top five. We still need to do like a top five hot sauce at some point. Yes. Yes. Well, we should probably do. We talked about doing a top five restaurants in Nebraska. Yes. Which could be really fun. We could really be. I got a feeling you and I are small town boys, so we're probably going to be real big homers when it comes to that. Yes. I. I mine. <laughs> one of mine is going to be about four miles to the north. So. Does it have a, one heck of a, a festival? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, it's a good place. Nope. I, I'd have to agree with you on that one. So. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Reach out to us, folks. We want interaction. We're not quite as fancy as Five Heart, who has their own phone number, which, I don't know, do people actually use that? I called it once, Did and they? I left an answer. They had no idea it was me. Ooh, uh, but I they said, answered you. Yes, but I said something about Harrison Beck. Uh, who's your best, or who's your favorite quarterback or something? I said Harrison Beck. Have you seen Harrison so, Beck's new Twitter account? Yeah, he's like, he's a chef He's now a chef. Something. Oh, man. It's awesome. <laughs> 
It's like him cooking hey, food and eating food. It is almost what forty-five minutes into this, and we have it's our first football reference. I know this will lead in great to the th- uh, Friday episode of Five Heart Podcast, who only they- deal with football. And we'll, well, you know, I I hope to talk about Harrison Beck. We should, he was we should eating... try to get Harrison Beck on, not to talk about sports, but to talk about food. Oh man, it'd be a good episode. I don't know if we could. I don't know if we could keep him. You know, <laughs> I know you're not gonna keep him on topic, but it's like, all right, Harrison. You know, we'll piss him off. Don't get me wrong. And then he'll block us like he blocked the Comcast. That was fun, but he unblocked him, so they're all good. Well, unless you got anything else, that's all I got. That's all I got, man. Have a good one. All right, bye.